Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, 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 my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about what other than sex, you know, that's how we go on here. We're talking about how your desires change over time. It was kind of fun, actually. I was working with a client today, completely forgot what my topic was for tonight's show. And I almost did the entire show with her. So this will be fun. <laughs> this going to be fun. And then I was like halfway through my description. I went, oh, wait a second. Wait till my show tonight. <laughs> I'm going to be doing this later on. It's fun. It's fun when your mind and your, uh, your knowing just kind of line up and uh, are ready to show the world what's going on and do your radio shows in advance, right? That's what I'm excited about. So why is it that your desires change over time? Now, I don't know if you ever noticed this, but your body is actually not the same as it was even a few years ago. What? I know. That's just mind-blowing, is it not? You might think it is. You might even look at people and go, you haven't changed in 45 years. Yeah, that's crap. That's, and I, I think it's funny and fun when people tell me, you look the same as you did when you're 17. I'm like, oh, I didn't really like my look when I was 17, but if you think that's a compliment, all right, cool. It's weird what people think are compliments, but I'll just run with it. So anyway, your body is not the same as it was a few years ago. I know. Think about this. If your body isn't the same as it was when you were a baby, let's face it, that's an obvious one. And your body is not the same as it was when you were 10. Now, chances are you're probably 18 or more listening to this show, or you're like really cool and naughty and listening to it when you're really young, good on you. But regardless, your body's not the same as it was when you were a baby, yet you're still you. And your desires for your body have changed throughout the time since you've been born. Right. So when you were born, you had different needs and requirements. When you were 10, you had different needs and requirements. When you're 20, you have different needs and requirements. And the same goes for 30, 40, 50, 60, and so on. Now, they're not defined exactly by decades, but they there are some sort of things we can look at in those decade ranges so that you can get kind of an idea and a concept of what you're maybe looking for and how maybe there's been discord in your relationship if you've been with somebody for many years and you're trying to recreate what you had 20 years ago that ain't gonna work brothers and sisters we gotta do something different so i'm looking at how your body changed and then also how your desires have changed and then we'll also be looking at what's going on with your body that may be creating that what's going on in your life that may be creating that 
and how you can have really great, not only satisfying, beyond satisfying, like mind-blowing pleasure zone sex in your life, no matter what age you are. Pretty crazy. And, you know, one of the things that we have like a misunderstanding about is that somewhere we think that over time we're supposed to have our desires diminish. It's not that they necessarily diminish, they may change. And when people say, oh, well, I'm like 70, so, you know, I'm not into that anymore. That's, that's a load of horse crap. You are still into something, you just haven't figured out what it is because you're alive and your body is gonna be seeking some kind of pleasure there are some people in the world who don't desire pleasure. Their anhedonia is taking over and they have zero desire for pleasure. Cool. It's a very small percentage of the planet. And not everybody is seeking pleasure through sex too. However, there is still pleasure to be had at any age. So we will be exploring that. So one of the things I wrote in this uh, description for the show is that we often consider it normal to have food desires change over time, but somehow we think sexual desires should not change. I remember when I was little, I didn't like mushrooms. And then all of a sudden, when I'm in like my early uh, 20s or maybe late uh, teens, I started liking mushrooms. Amazing. And I watched this occur with a lot of people uh, when they, you know, come to visit and they're like, oh, I don't like this. And then they try it and they're like, oh, I actually do like it now. And I think that it's fascinating that we've decided that whatever we liked at a certain age is going to be what we like for the rest of our lives. Now, in my age range, uh, you know, Polly Pockets were really cool in the 80s. Cabbage Patch Kids were really cool. Uh, there were also things like Moshi Shees. Those were all like kind of toys of the day. And um, yes, I still like Cabbage Patch Kids because I'm a freak and I like toys, but I don't have the same um, uh, obsession that I had at that age. So I got to get you to ask and question, are you the same person you were, you know, five years, 10 years, 25 years ago? And are you even the same person you were a few months ago? how much of you has changed? We're living through some pretty changing times. We're living through times where the way that we can be with people in general has changed. So for those of you listening in the future, this is December 7th of 2020. We are still having lockdowns around the world. And guess what? You are not the same person you were pre-COVID. I, I bet you some things have changed. Insights, different things have occurred. And that's been one year. And maybe your desires have changed. So we really need to look at what those are and what you can do to have them. What you can do to have them if you're in a relationship and what you can do to have them if you're not in a relationship. Because even things like masturbation change over time. I know for sure that for me that's true because when I was like four and masturbating, I was humping a pillow. And I don't hump pillows anymore. So that's changed, right? What about you? Were you humping pillows when you were four? Maybe you were, maybe you weren't. But I'll tell you that it's probably different than it was when you were four and even your fantasies have changed a, a bit as well. So 
we are that's really cute there's a comment in the chat room to save those those uh times for the retirement home yeah so you can hump pillows in the retirement home get back to that for sure whatever turns you on totally hump the pillows whatever whatever floats your boat there are a lot of pillows in retirement homes and hospitals so if you are looking for pillows that's a good place to go and hump them might get you at a hospital faster so try that on for size and what I would really like to do with this particular episode is have us look at everywhere that we're deciding and judging that, ah, oh, that's gross to have sex when you're 70. Ah, oh, that's gross. Ooh, you're 90. Like all these things that we judge about getting older. And like when you're 20 thinking, ah, oh, 40 year olds having sex. And then you're 40 and you're like, hell, hell yeah, I'm having sex in my 40s. And we go through these stages in our lives where we start to think certain things are kind of gross and kind of weird. Then we get there and we're like, oh, well, maybe it isn't so gross and weird. And if we don't judge them when we're young and we don't judge them as we're aging, then maybe we can have more and more and more and more pleasure, right? So that's the plan. That's the plan. Bust out some of these crazy judgments and we're going to open the door to some other fantastical options that are available. So we're looking at how desires change over time. Now I'm going to start with the age of dating, which is usually a kind of a teenage age. So we're looking at like 15, say to 20 year olds. And that's really a great time of discovery. Even previous to that, there's a lot of self-discovery that I encourage you to have have self-discovery. If you're like 15 listening to this show and you're questioning whether it's okay to be touching yourself or if you're 10 or 12 and you're listening to the show through the wall of my home because you're my kid sitting on the other side of the wall, I say, go for it. Enjoy yourself and do whatever turns you on. So I know that there are a lot of people out there who think that it's very wrong and very weird to be telling kids that it's okay to masturbate. And that's that's your point of view. It's not mine. I think we need to educate all of us at all ages that pleasure is available no matter how old you are. Uh, even I've spoken on this show about a little niece of mine who's just about to turn four this month. And she is queen of, uh, queen of the vibrator, absolutely loves sitting on anything that vibrates. And it brings her such great joy and it's great stress relief for her. And without it, she, she literally feels uh, a little bit cuckoo. So it starts young and it doesn't mean that you're having weird sexual relations. It's actually really human and very normal to be aware of your pleasure areas your whole life. It's when we start to shut them down on people and tell people, no, don't touch that. And that's wrong. And that's wrong. And that's dirty. And go wash your hands. And that's gross. And so it's when you're telling people how wrong they are. It's like, yeah, people are going to touch themselves. I don't know. Just sit around with a bunch of guys for a while. Their hands slip down their pants and they're adjusting, adjusting their goods all the time. Playing with those testicles, moving that penis around. Like they just do it. They don't even realize they're doing it half the time. But I always find it fascinating being in a room full of men who are constantly adjusting themselves. Because why? Because they like touching themselves. Because why? Because it's fun. Now, women kind of do it more uh, discreetly, but still there are ways that women are still trying to get get themselves uh, adjusted or comfort, comfortable and, you know, 
moving their goods around too. So we like touching our goods. Why are we denying it? So let's start with that discovery period, you know, throughout, you know, your age and between like ages of one to say 15 or babies, even in utero who are masturbating a lot and, you know, they masturbate in utero. That's how smart we are. <laughs> so how did that change over time? Well, you're not floating in your, in the uterus. And so your sensation of masturbation is going to be a little different when you're out of utero. So that's changing. And then as that grows, you're kind of discovering what to do with it. And for boys, they're not going to be having any, any uh, discharge of, of uh, any cum. So that's going to be different. And then when they do, it's like, whoa, I mean, that's shocking. However, boys will still have erections and play with themselves no matter how old they are, even when they're like 95 or 100. That's just how boys are, if they're allowed to be and if they haven't been shut down by society. So that's kind of a fun thing to know that you have a body, it's yours to have pleasure with. And if you get to have the fun of having a lover or lovers, then guess what? You get to learn how to give pleasure to yourself throughout the ages and how to give pleasure and have pleasure with your partner throughout the different uh, changing times of your life. So when we're looking at the discovery time between, say, your dating time between like 15 and 20-ish, you're going to probably find that unless you've been listening to a lot of my shows or you've been doing a lot of research online, there is a lot that you didn't know. And a lot of things may surprise you, like maybe the feeling of genitals surprises you or the look or the size or the smell. There may be a lot of things that are just like, wow, wow, wow moments that blow your mind. And isn't that cool that we go through that stage and uh, phase of life where everything is so brand new, interesting that we're like wowed by the look of genitals and we're like, wow, genitals, this is phenomenal. I, I remember the first time I saw like genitals live, live and in person. And I was like, wow, fascinating. I don't know. I'm one of those people who's fascinated. I know a lot of people who were shocked and grossed out, but I do also know that was what they were trained to feel and think. So for those of you who are trained in, trained to feel and think that genitals are gross pleasure is wrong, this show may be a turnaround for you. And I'd like you to just for a minute think, what would your life, your body and your pleasure be like if you didn't buy any of the jargon and crap and stories and lies that were told to you by everybody, society, religion, your family, culture, all of it, all that bullshit that you were sold. Um, put that aside for a minute. What would it feel like and be like to just allow yourself to be a pleasure god or goddess? Yeah, what would that be like? So we will be exploring that. I want you to stay tuned, stay turned on and tuned in. We're going to be heading to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? 
Lean In Now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Guess what? We're talking about how pleasure and sex and desires change over time. And we're talking about how we, well, just before the break, we were talking about what occurs when you're a teenager, when you're like 15 to 20 and you're in the discovery zone and you're just seeing genitals live for the first time. Although nowadays it's a little different because there's a lot of access to these things online that weren't, that didn't exist uh, when I was a teen. So everything was very fun and new. I think there's something to be treasured about not being fully exposed to all of that right off the bat, uh, or to have it as a very normalized situation where you just know what naked bodies look like, but they're not um, necessarily regarded as uh, just sex objects, right? Where that kind of energy of sexual attraction comes in maybe later on. So I'm thinking that one of the great and beautiful things that you can do when you're 15 to 20 is do things like ask a lot of questions. Yeah. So, and asking questions, you could ask questions to Siri, to Google, to your lover, to yourself. You know, you can ask questions like what turn, what will turn my girlfriend on? What will turn my boyfriend on? What will turn my, um, you know, if you have, a lover that's got a different gender identification than looking at that. So I think it's important that we know what turns our lovers on. But number one thing that's important is what turns you on. Because if you don't know, you cannot educate your lover in knowing. And part of that is to know what turns you on throughout the ages. So when you're like a 15 to 20 year old, I can only speak from a girl's perspective for me, when I was 15 to 20 years old, what I was most interested in was kissing. I was like the kissing fiend. 
and I could get orgasms through kissing and they were amazing. And every touch was like explosions of orgasmic joy. So I absolutely love the energy and intensity of uh, teenage hormones. They are just really high and really wild. And, you know, the touch, you know, you could have like that, the kind of the joke with teenagers is that, or there was a show, like you could just blow on a guy's neck and he would come. Well, it's kind of that extreme. I could have uh, at the time when I was like in my 15 to 20 ish age range, somebody could just blow on my nipple and I'd be done. I was like, good times. It didn't take a lot to turn me on because also the touch was very new and the whole concept of relationships was very new. And the experience of having somebody else touch me in that way was very exciting. Now, I know this isn't true for people who have been sexually abused um, as uh, when they're young. So I'm not saying that this would be exciting for you guys. And by all means, if that occurred for you and you'd like to work out some of this stuff around that, you can feel free to contact me through my website at www.milicajelenic.com. We can do some things to help you move through the trauma of that so that you can have exciting touch in your life. And I'm all a fan of finding the ways, releasing the trauma and finding ways to have pleasure in your life, no matter what, no matter what age. So 15 to 20s, everything can pretty much turn you on. And what a great time for discovery. Just like in life, for the most part, most people are not being extremely serious in their lives between the ages of 15 and 20. A lot of what's going on in their lives is they're in school and they're trying to find out who they are. And that also coincides with trying to find out who you are sexually and what turns you on. And as you hit into your 20s, you might be going into things like college or university. Now, not everybody has the experiences of going to college and university where they get to have um, maybe stay there, especially now with COVID, there isn't a lot of that going on, but staying over at college or university kind of can open some doors to a lot of experimentation. So we have discovery, we have experimentation in the twenties. What would you like to experiment with? Maybe you're experimenting um, in your twenties to thirties with different things like maybe maybe you're experiencing different kinds of sex or maybe you're having many different kinds of partners. Um, please, if you are, remember to have the safest sex you can, use things like condoms and use all the protection you can so that you're not transmitting STDs or um, other diseases that most people don't regard as STDs, uh, you know, like having strep infections, um, you know, through kissing, you're having sexual contact and spreading disease. I, I count a lot of things in the STD category. It's like, to me, it's anything that you're spreading when you're having sexual conduct is an STD <laughs> to me, but that's not technically what it is. And they're not STDs anymore. They're STIs, sexually transmitted infections and um, not disease. We don't have disease anymore. So 20s to 30s. What's going on in your life in your 20s to 30s? Well, you're starting to figure out a little bit more about who am I, right? And you're starting to go through these experiences at school, or you've, you know, you're going through college or university, or maybe not even, but you're wondering, like, who am I? What do I want to do with my life? For the most part, this is a pretty common trend at that age. And 
in that discovery, the question of who am I and what turns me on? What turns me on is a great question. So you might be experimenting with things like different people. Maybe it's the first time you felt okay about having a maybe like homoerotic experience or homosexual experience or bisexual experience. This may be a time where things start to open up for you. Although in the last maybe decade, this, this kind of trend has changed a lot and there's more openness about uh, sexual orientation, even in high schools where that wasn't available when I was in high school, like nobody came out of the closet until probably college or even later. And even then it took a long time to, for people to, to feel uh, safe about it, right? So there's a lot more uh, openness now and safe places to come out uh, and people to come out to in different places on social media where you can relate to people. So these discoveries may be occurring a little earlier than they used to. However, this is generally a really great time for experimenting with different things. Like, what do you like? Is this a great time to experiment with hot and cold stimulation? Is this a great time to experiment with different things like different positions? The 20s can really be quite a time for different positions, for sure. Different locations, different positions. It's experimental. And in that experimenting, you can probably find a lot of different um, insights and books, and there may be literature that you're interested in checking out. You know, a lot of times people start to live on their own. So this safety and security of having things like porn on your own computer and not getting caught is there. Then the safety and security of having uh, educational sex literature around is also a little safer. So people start to get into these things a little bit more in their 20s to 30s because they're generally in their own space or they're sharing a space with friends where it's going to be an environment where it's okay to have these things. And there's usually around the 20s to 30s is also where people are starting to become a little bit more okay with admitting things like that they masturbate. You know, usually in the teens, this doesn't really occur. Although there's been an interesting uh, thing showing up that, you know, people are just admitting to this at a way younger age, which I love. I love that people are willing to say this. I have to say that when I was like 17 and somebody confronted me and, uh, you know, was accusing me of masturbating, like it was a bad thing. I, I totally lied and denied it. And I was like, no way, I would never, why would I? Because there was so much shame attached to it, I had to lie about it, right? So when there's less shame or you feel like you can, or you're around somebody where you don't feel shamed, a lot of your truth can come out. And in the 20s and 30s, I hope that we start to find friends, um, family maybe even that we're able to talk to about things that, are you know interesting to us, intriguing to us, and maybe then that's where the experimenting can come in, and and you can say you know what I, I'm actually I'm not sure, but I think I might uh, be interested in women, I might be interested in men, I might be interested in being with somebody who uh, doesn't identify with gender. So these things can come out in your 20s and 30s. Uh, there's more security in knowing who you are a little bit more because you're still in the experimenting phase about who am I and trying on sometimes different personalities. Some people are very secure in knowing who they are their whole lives, but a lot of people are going through a phase of experimenting about who they are. And that experimenting also 
lends to experimenting with different things sexually. So a lot of times it has to do with positions and places and people. So three Ps in your 20s, positions, places, and people are some things that you may be experimenting with. And maybe even a few other things like what is pleasure to you? So we'll throw on a fourth P. What is pleasure? Pleasure? What is that? It's kind of fun to think about when in your teens, you know, that somebody blowing on your neck might give you an orgasm. In your 20s, you're kind of up and searching for, you know, longevity sometimes, like longer, greater, harder, faster sex. You're looking for somebody that you're looking for uh, lovers that are more in tune with who you are and the, the discovery, you know, you kind of have discovered maybe by that point what bodies look like. So it's not so much of a like shock. Wow. Look at that. Although it is fun every once in a while to get the shock. Wow. Value at looking at a body and you're like, wow, what an incredible piece of machinery you have. And then you just get all excited about their wonderful, um, you know, their wonderful stuff. And that's great. I think it's wonderful if, that if we can still have that kind of level of turn on just to see a body, even as we get older, that's really fun. So for both men and women that, you know, that can be a lot of fun where sometimes it's just considered a man's thing to see bodies and be turned on, but that's just not true. Women get turned on by bodies too, if we're allowed and we haven't been trained out of thinking that it's okay. And if we haven't been uh, shamed our whole lives, so shame and blah, blah, blah. We're actually going to be having a conversation about shame and cultures at the end of December with a guest of mine. Her name is Farah. So you'll be seeing that on the rise coming in the end of December, December 28th. We'll be talking about that. So if shame is something that you've experienced, then I think that conversation is going to really be fun for you. So I'd like you to stick around, especially if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond and find out what's going on for you. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. 
Pleasantdrive.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about how desires change over your years and over your life. So we talked about in your teen years, there's a lot of discovery, like, wow, those are genitals. Wow, look at those boobies. Wow, look at that. Bodies do things, amazing discovery. And then in your 20s to 30s, there's a bit of an experimentation that goes on, just like in life, you're kind of experimenting with who you are. Then in your 30s to 40s, we go through a bit of a trend where we start to think, oh, maybe I should get married. Maybe I should find a life partner. Maybe I should have children. A lot of shoulds start to kick in and we start to get a little bit serious. This is a time when if you are in a relationship or have been in one since your 20s, that that relationship may start to change in your 30s to 40s. There's also a desire for what you would like in relationship that starts to change in your 30s to 40s because a lot of women in particular are having their hormones say, it's now or never. If you want to have babies, we do it now. And we kind of uh, go through a kind of wacko phase where we think, oh, we got to have the babies, got to have the babies. And uh, that intensity kicks in pretty hard. And the hormones for those kick in pretty hard as well, which can lend to sometimes uh, like searching for a life partner can go on. And in that search for that life partner, there is more of a there's more of a serious that kicks a seriousness that can kind of kick into relationships. People are looking at that point to develop, you know, they're usually developing their careers or feeling pretty developed in their careers. So even in their sex lives, things are developing more. So we've had discovery, we have exploration, and now we have development. Um, I'm making these up as I go, but they sound good, don't they? So development. Um, so we're going through like a phase of development and the development phase is where you're starting to develop a deeper relationship to your partner, to yourself, getting some confidence in knowing who you are, getting confidence in knowing what you do like and what turns you on. And you start to get to really know what doesn't turn you on. Also in relationships, you can start to see some trends in yourself, some things that work for you and some things that don't as well. And that development often lends to the question, a deeper question of how do I fit into the world and what do I require to have a sense of security in the world? So security will often lend to sex that is a little bit more serious sometimes. And as relationships grow and deepen and maybe some children have entered your life, sex in the 30s to 40s can be something that almost needs to be scheduled there needs to be a plan of action and there needs to be like an intention. We intend to have sex. So, you know, as your security gets um, more and more, you have your home, you're feeling, you know, your job is good. Your home is good. Well, yeah, sex almost becomes a job. 
or it becomes serious because your life is serious. Everything about your life, you've got a serious family, you've got a serious house, you've got a serious job. And that energy tends to flow over and drip into your sex life. So not as fun, right? Getting too serious in the bedroom. You know, it can be one of those experiences where you're, you know, looking at your hormone schedule going, okay, we've got these 14 minutes of having my hormones be exactly where they need to be to make babies go. And that creates a lot of stress. So one of the things to do in your 30s to 40s is de-stress, have fun, and remember to date your lover because oftentimes at that point, you've become so serious that you forget to date your lover again. And then you can get into a trend where things just start to go downhill, boring, mundane, and you get into the trap of life called comfort, discomfort, slash boring, I'm not having fun. And those 30s to 40s, if you aren't dating your lover, you may actually end up having your relationship start to fall apart. So the 30s to 40s is often where you really want to look at having some sustainable actions to take for your relationship. I think in your 30s to 40s, it's a really great time to read books like The Five Love Languages so that you can know what you know, what your lover requires to feel loved and you can know what you need to feel loved so that you can create a sustaining, sustainable relationship. It's also a good time to figure out if this person is somebody that you would like to be with. Like a lot of questions may come out because you're getting serious in your 30s to 40s and you may be asking like, is this person for me? Do I want to spend the rest of my life with this person? Oh my God. And why we have this notion that we have to spend the rest of our lives with people is very funny. And the question in your 30s to 40s may even be that as your relationship does become secure, that you may be even curious, like, okay, now that we've been having sex with each other forever, this may be the time to open up to have conversation about things like threesomes. Maybe it's time to have conversation about things like um, polyamory, if that's something that you're into. But some people know they're polyamorous way before that. And this can be one of those times in your life where you start to question whether you'd like to be with other people, whether you'd like to invite more people into your relationship. If your relationship and you feel secure in your relationship and you're able to invite more people and love in, then this, this is oftentimes like a time where that will start to occur, although it'll usually go in uh, even into later years as well. So then the question is, what happens in your 40s? Well, for women, a lot of women are getting premenopausal. Uh, they're going and men's libido changes. So the angle of the dangle throughout the years change as well. What's the angle of the dangle? Excellent question, people. If you don't know what the angle of the dangle is, we're talking about erections and how uh, the, the penis's erection will actually look. So if your penis is erect, and you are 20, you know, your, your penis will be like practically so erected. It's like poking you in the face because it'll be so erected. It's practically coming up and touching your belly button. And then as it's, as you get um, older, it starts to go down, you know, around your forties, fifties, it almost becomes like plateau straight. And then as, as you get older, it starts to go down a little bit more and a little bit more. Now, 
that is erectile tissue. Erectile tissue does this over time, but if you exercise your erectile tissue, then it doesn't have to. So I believe I did a show about erectile tissue and keeping your penis, like penis strength and keeping your penis strong. But a brief on it is that you can exercise your penis. You can use different things like uh, tissues and you can put them on your penis and then flex your pubic coccygeal muscle to make your penis go up and down and up and down and exercise it. Then you can move up from when you're, you know, get, gaining strength with the tissue, you can move up to a face cloth and then move up to a hand towel. And then, you know, when you really have gained strength in your erectile tissue and your pubic coccygeal muscles are pumping it up good, you can even use like big towels, really big, like beach towels and see what you can do. So I encourage you to keep your erectile tissues strong uh, no matter what age you are. And the younger you start this, the better it is so that you can keep it going basically your whole life. And then that angle of dangle doesn't really change much over time because you've strengthened it and kept it going. It's not the same as masturbating. It is literally an exercise to do to strengthen the pubococcygeal and also the erectile tissue keeps it going. So Oh, so yeah, the show was called Erectile Dysfunction and Pleasure Possibilities. It was on October 26th of 2020. So tap into that show if you would like more insights on how to keep your angle of the dangle going long and strong. So what I like to know is, you know, as we move into our 40s, guys are, you know, changing, women are changing, their hormones are changing, and they're kind of like, their women are being told that like, that's when you're your most horny. I have to say that's true for me so far. How's it get any better? I like to be 70 in this horny or more. And then as, uh, as it gets, as you know, as the forties go for men, they're told that their hormones start to drop as there isn't a big conversation about this, but men do go through andropause as women go through menopause around the same age time frame. So andropause would have men's testosterone drop, which would also decrease their pleasure, that would decrease their desire. So if the desire is decreasing, the testosterone's decreasing, the desire is decreasing, the stamina is kind of decreasing. However, none of that is something that has to be true. It's all something that you can work on change and maintain your testosterone can be really high even into you know 90 95 100 if you want it to be and it's having your erectile tissue match that would be great right so i encourage you from your 40s to your 50s to not be so hard on yourself about hormones and how you're feeling like why am i so horny why am i not and this is a fun time too when you're looking at relationships, you know, for a lot of people, their kids have kind of gone, maybe have grown up a bit, maybe they're a little bit older. So in a relationship, you can be with your partner and spending a little bit more time together. So a lot of quality time comes into play. And you might be able to have more time to have quality sex time as well, where you can just spend the night together, touching each other, enjoying each other. It's not necessarily about pounding each other out for like hours at a time it can be more about just spending the time touching each other and enjoying each other's bodies 
there can be a little bit more introduction of energetics of sex. I mean, I would introduce energetics of sex if I knew about it when I was like 20, um, which I did know in my mid twenties. And I always liked playing with the energetics of sex, but for a lot of people, it's around in their forties where they start to realize this exists and they start to introduce it into their life. I encourage you if you're in your forties and you've never tried Tantra or if you've never looked up anything to do with Tantra, check it out because you're going to learn a lot about the energetics of, of uh, sex and how you can play with energy with sex as well and how you can have energetic orgasms, which are super fun. And your pleasure at this stage and age of life also changes. So again, some of the stuff that might have turned you on in your 20s and 30s, maybe not so much anymore. Maybe ladies, you would like way more stimulation and way more uh, foreplay, <laughs> core play, right? Maybe you'd like more core play and uh, less wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, that happened in your 15 to 20 year old stage where 15 to 20 years old, you know, you got that blow on your neck and you were like having puddles in your panties. And now it's maybe going to take a little bit more work. So hopefully your lover isn't a judgmental cow and going, but you used to just need la la la. If your lover's a judgmental cow, send them my way and I'll have to spank them online. I'll do that for you. Speaking of spanking, maybe this is a time and an age between your 40s and 50s to delve into a little bit of that fun play. If you haven't already tried out a little BDSM play, inviting that, uh, that whole place structure into your life, taking turns, being dominant and submissive and having fun with that. So I think that if you're in your 40s to 50s, some tantric play and a little BDSM play, starting the introduction to it, if you haven't already, is a great time to start this. And if you need any tips and tools, I have lots of shows on that. But if you'd like private coaching, let me know. You can get a hold of me at www.milicajelenic.com. You can also find me on different platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm on all of those, but I do answer Instagram and Facebook the most. So you can message me there if you want. Let me know what you're messaging me about and that way I'll respond to you. So we're heading into our next commercial. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email 
info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So just before break, we were talking about what to do in your 40s. Invite a little play in like some BDSM if you haven't tried it yet. Invite a little play like Tantra in if you haven't tried that. So lots of great things to try. And it's going to be something that you can have so much fun with trying new and different things with your partner. Maybe you're going to try... Um, not just different positions, but taking some time with each other, really enjoying each other's company, really remembering to go on those dates, having conversations, deeper conversations, finding out who you are again, because you're going to be different than you were 10 years ago. So who am I now? What turns me on now? What do, what is my pleasure now? And I think every decade ask, what is my pleasure now? Well, truly ask that every day. What is my pleasure now? So 50s to 60s, what have we got going on there? We've got a lot of people who are starting to wind down some of their careers. Sometimes people are doing early retirements. And a lot of times people think they need to retire their sex life when they're retiring their job. And that's just crazy. So no, you do not need to retire your sex life and your pleasure when you retire from your job or when you think you're winding down your job. It's weird, but it seems to go in tandem. So in the 50s to 60s, you have, might have even been in a relationship for a while where you maybe have been married for 30 years and you and your partner are just like, meh, not interested, don't like them, don't like her, whatever, gross. We're just married because we have to be. And sometimes uh, that's what works for you and that's cool. And there are other uh, times where maybe you're like looking at it going, well, I'd actually like to have pleasure. So why did I think I couldn't or why did I think I needed because I got older to not have any pleasure so your 50s to 60s again women are usually in that menopause phase now men are going through maybe andropause and at this place it's really a good idea to be kind and gentle to each other's bodies and not judge your stamina levels and I would say that one of the things that I would encourage you to do is sweet things for each other, maybe some massages, some touching, some foot rubs. And also, I would say that now is a great time for things like masturbation. Keep it easy. Keep it chill. But, you know, I'm a fan of masturbation at all ages and mutual masturbation. Huge fan of that. But if you've never tried it, and I've talked to some people lately who are in their 50s, and they've never tried masturbating with their partner and they might've been with them for 20, 30 years, maybe more. And um, maybe now's the time, keep it easy. Maybe, you know, you've got people with different health conditions that can't necessarily do what they thought they could do. So before, so try again, don't judge, just be present with your partner and ask them, have those conversations. I'm hoping that by this phase of your life, you are able to have conversations and ask what turns you on? You know, I'm hoping at any phase of your life you can, but I really hope that by the time you're in your fifties and, you know, fifties to 60, that you're able to ask those questions. For those of you who are like 60 to 70, A, congratulations that you've made it. And B, I think it's amazing for anybody who is, you know, 60 plus who are sexy beasts still choosing 
to get it on, I am both impressed and congratulating all of you for keep on going and not letting society tell you that, hey, you're over 60, you should be giving this up. I bet too, at this age of your life between, you know, 60 and above, you've become a pretty creative soul and figured out a lot of things that youngsters have not figured out, but you could write the book on sex. And if you haven't, then what great time is it now to write your top 10 things you'd like to do sexually before you die or top 100. If you're, if you've never had a blowjob from your lover, now's a great time for it. If you've never given oral, now's a great time for it. Uh, you know, if you're over 60 and there are things you haven't tried, what have you got to lose? Ask for any and all of them. You know, if you're like, hey, I'm 65 and I, uh, you know, I'm just going to ask my wife if she wants to have a threesome. Why? Because what have I got to lose? <laughs> there are some things that I think come gumption comes with age courage. There are certain things that we might not have when we're younger that we definitely gain wisdom, strength, uh, courage. I hope a lot of people are gaining wisdom, strength, and courage as they get older. And just a fuck it attitude. I'm just going to do what I like and I'm going to ask for what I want. And I think there's something super beautiful about being in that age of life where you don't give a flying tart what people think of your requests and you're just going to ask for them. So just ask for them. And how much fun can you have asking for all the things that you thought were so naughty, awful, wrong, and bad? What a great time. If you've not asked for your big ask in the world, what a great time to ask for your big ask, whatever that happens to be. Maybe you have a secret fetish you're waiting to unleash and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to unleash my secret fetish. Now, if you, if you have a lover that you can do that with, what a blessing. If you don't and you just want to confess your big ask and you just need to confess it out to the world uh, or to me, you can confess it to me if you just want to send me a message and confess your big ask or if you want to talk to me so you can confess your big ask. Sometimes just saying it out loud can be a huge relief and I'd love to be a contribution to you being able to have that in your life. So Top 10 things on your bucket list that you haven't tried after 60, try them all. I want to thank all of you for being amazing and patient and listening to this show. And I also recently discovered that this is one of the top sex podcasts on Spotify. How delightful is that? So I'm very excited that that's going on. And I would love for all of you to check it out um, on any of the different platforms. Please write comments and follow and download. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.